Welcome to Fireside Nets, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. I am your host, Spen Harris, and my brother Nick, as is often the case, my, my co-host, not on tonight's episode. Nick has a wedding in Mexico, so he's going to be out for a few days. Uh, good friend of theirs, him and his girlfriends are going to have a blast, and I think they're going to San Miguel, Mexico. So Nick is not co-hosting tonight. I am wearing... The I Mostly Blame Myself t-shirt. That is my brother's comedy sketch show in the city. It's hilarious. They recently added uh, Nikki Smigs to the cast. If you're familiar with Nikki Smigs, he's a a comedian on TikTok. He does a lot of funny content. He does a great Sebastian Manikowsko impression. Um, So, yeah, check out I Mostly Blame Myself in Manhattan. Their next shows are April 14th and April 15th. Let's get into some Nets basketball. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, For starters, had a great victory against the Miami Heat earlier last week. Um, Just a really dominant performance. 129 to 100 was the final score. Uh, Mikael Bridges was player of the game. 27 points, 7 and 19 from the field, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Um, this was the tale of two halves for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Miami outscored them 36 to 28 in the first, uh, Brooklyn outscored them 37 to 33 in the second. Miami was up a little bit after halftime, but that third quarter, man, and let's, let's stick with the first quarter first because Max Struess, 23 points all in the first half, nine of 14 from the field, five of nine from three. He absolutely killed us in that first half. It was bizarre. And this is a recurring theme with the Brooklyn Nets. Role players tend to always kill us. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It's like they circle this game on their calendar and they tell all their family and friends to come out because it's the Brooklyn Nets and guys like Max Struess are going to give us the work. So he gave us the work in that first half. I was pulling my hair out. uh, Very, very upset about the fact that we let him score 100 in that first half. And then second half, we dominated I mean, something clicked for this team in that third quarter. We came out, outscored Miami 39-18 to in the third, and then 25-13 to in the fourth. Outside of Mikhail Bridges, some guys who had, had pretty good games. Cam Johnson stepped up, 23 points for Cam Johnson, 9 of 13 from the field, 5 of 8 from three-point land. It was nice to see him score a little bit. He's been very streaky during his, uh, his brief tenure with the Brooklyn Nets so far. So nice to see him pick it up. I, I mean – you know, we marvel over how great Mikael Bridges is, but we really don't sit here and criticize the fact that Cam Johnson has not lived up to his potential so far with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, 15 points, nine assists, seven rebounds. He hit a ridiculous three-pointer uh, from Steph Curry range in that, I, I think it was the fourth quarter to essentially put Miami away. Uh, maybe it was the third. Nick Claxton, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Nice game for Clax. Dayron Sharp. Nine points, eight rebounds in 14 minutes. It's becoming a recurring theme for Dayron Sharp ever since the Nets have had signed Moses Brown. It's lit a little fire under Dayron Sharp's ass. And he's come in and he showed the Nets that, hey, 
you still have a backup center right here. I can play. I know what I'm doing. Killing it on the glass, playing the nice pick and roll game with Dinwiddie. Um, yeah, just a really, really nice game for, for Dayron off the bench. And then the forgotten legend on the Brooklyn Nets is, is really Edmund Sumner. We've seen Sumner play spectacular at certain points in the season. You remember that win against Indiana where Cam Thomas went off. Sumner had 20-plus in that game, and that was the game that the Nets had nobody. Uh, every time Sumner has been called upon by the Brooklyn Nets, even if he's not scoring, he's came in and he's given them an energy. He's given them a spark that that not a lot of guys on this team can give them. I love Yuta Watanabe, love Joe Harris, love Seth Curry. These are not guys that come in and give the Nets a, a spark. Maybe they can score the ball a little bit, but Seth Curry ain't ain't stealing the ball and 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 running, you know, to beat the buzzer on, on, on a last second shot in the quarter. I mean, Sumner just does these little things. He's he's a veteran point guard. He's quick. He had 12 points off the bench, four of seven from the field, one of two from three. Um, a nice game for Edmund Sumner. We absolutely dominated the Heat uh, in almost every category. I mean, 18 of 40 from three, 45% for the Nets. The Heat shot 40%. Uh, about 49.4% from the field. The Heat shot 47.5% from the field. And the Nets were 23 of 25 from the line. The Heat only went to the line 14 times. So really, really strong win for the Brooklyn Nets. But you had a back-to-back, same state, different team. Had to play Orlando that next night. And right off the bat, I uh, I knew that they were they were in for, for trouble. Uh, and the reason I knew that is because Mikhail Bridges got off to such a hot start in this one. 19 first quarter points for him. Uh, the Nets were, were outsco- outscored the Magic by one point in the first quarter, but they scored 25 points, which means six points came elsewhere. And you know that Bridges isn't scoring 80 points. So I, I and the Magic were, were getting it from, from a bunch of different guys, Bancaro, uh, Franz Wagner, Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., 18 for Wendell Carter Jr., 19 for Franz Wagner. Bancaro gave him 11, but he didn't need to do much. Markel Fultz had 10. Gary Harris had 10. Every starter for the Magic were in double figures. And then you had Cole Anthony come in, came in. He gave him 21 off the bench. Suggs had 16, and um, Mo, Wagner, uh, Mo Wagner had 12. So you had eight guys in double figures. Um, this, was a, this is a young Magic team who were ready to prove themselves on the second half of the Nets back-to-back. The Magic aren't better than the Nets, but they played with more energy at home, and it made sense. I mean, the Nets were coming off a dominant performance against the Heat. You take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit against a 32-40, and 40, uh, I guess, 31-43 and 43 Magic team at the time, um, and it just didn't work out for them. So that that was not, not great to watch. Uh he also had Spencer Dinwiddie going for his worst game as a Brooklyn Net since his return. Two points, 0 of 11 from the field, 0 of 6 from three, five assists, two turnovers. Spence just wasn't feeling it. And every time the Nets were trying to get back into the game, it felt like Spence would miss a three, a jumper. He'd have a turnover. Was his worst game as a Brooklyn Net since he returned here. Uh, Cam Johnson, 10 points, four of 10 from the field, one of five from three. Got to see more consistency from Cam Johnson. Dorian Finney-Smith, 1 of 7 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3 for 2 points. Unacceptable. You're a starter. You shouldn't be, you know, Dinwiddie, at least he's getting you 5 assists. I guess Dorian Finney-Smith give you 7 rebounds. But still, two bad, bad games for those two guys. 
Uh, Cam Thomas came off, came off the bench, gave you 18 points in, in 28 minutes, 7 to 16 from the field, 0 of 4 from, uh, from three-point land for him. But it, it's hard for Cam, Cam Thomas to just stay ready all the time and come in and, and be a productive player, especially when he's coming in and the Nets are down 10. Uh, he can get you a bucket. He can heat up. But at the same time, if he's not playing for the first two quarters or, or, or he's coming in every, every third game, his game does not translate to production if he's not playing that much. He is a guy who he needs to get 15 to, to, to 16 minutes a game consistently so he can get, you know, 10 to 15 shots, right? He shot 16 times in this uh, in this game in 28 minutes. I think anything from 10 to 16 for Cam Thomas in 20-plus minutes, that makes sense for me. He's a high-volume shooter. Um, otherwise, we just got smoked in this game. I, I mean, uh, Royce O'Neal sat, so not having him hurt. This Nets team – Lives or dies by the three-pointer. Last game, they shot 45%, I think it was. Yeah, 45% from three. This game, 23%, eight of 35 from three. The Magic were seven to 22 for th- from three, but they shot uh, 31.8%. They also shot 53% from the field, and the Nets shot 40.7% from the field. Um, if you watch this game, we, we were never really in it. I mean, Orlando had 36 in the second to Brooklyn's 26, and then 32 in the third to Brooklyn's 23, and that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. So uh, you, you win a game in Florida, you you lose a game in Florida, but this Nets team hasn't been winning that that many games. They are one in their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One in their last seven games. They've they've slipped to the seventh seed. You know, you, you beat the Heat, you take that six seed, you're feeling good for 24 hours, and then boom, you lose to the Magic. You're back at seven, you're back in the play. And now Miami is playing right now. It's Tuesday night. They are down 70 to 58 in the third quarter to the Raptors. If Miami were to lose, that will help Brooklyn's chances. Um, either way, we just need to see more consistency from this team. That's it. Jacques Vaughn has, has done what he can, but he's still he's still the head coach in these losses too. He's got to make adjustments. Make some decisions with your rotation. Figure out what it's going to be because the goal in the Nets' last several games is to get this team rolling for the playoffs, right? You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. You got you to gotta win at least three or four. I would say four. If you can win four out of the next seven and you're – your, your matchups are pretty favorable. You got Houston tomorrow night. I think that's a win. Atlanta at home, Utah at home, the Houston games at home too. So that's three winnable games. And then you play Minnesota on the fourth. That's that's four winnable games. Yes, Minnesota and Atlanta are, are borderline playoff teams, um, but they're, they're, they're tough opponents. I think the Nets can beat all four of those teams. Then you, you play at Detroit the night after your home against Minnesota. Then you play Orlando at home. And then you finish uh, with Philadelphia at home who might – not really be playing for much. So you need to be rolling when you get into the playoffs, when you get into that playing game, if, if you're going to be in that playing game. Um, and right now they're not. So hopefully they're, they're able to figure it, figure it out against Houston tomorrow. Um, all right. So let's get into some segments. I like to call this segment closing time for Ben Simmons. Closing time. He shut it down because his back is fucked up. Ben Simmons is shutting it down for the year. Sham Sharania reports. 
um, due to back problems. He has serious problems in regards to his, the nerves in his back. I think it's a it's a back impingement is what I saw. Um, he's going to begin a rehab program on his back. And look, as much as I'd love to trade him, got a really hefty contract. I don't think teams are really looking to acquire him right now. We're looking at a real reality where Ben Simmons might still be a net next year. And when he, when he comes back healthy, he comes back healthy. I have two, two feelings on this, right? So number one, I feel bad for the guy. He's hurt. I think he wants to play. His time in Brooklyn has been a failure, but it hasn't really been his fault. He, he's tried to assimilate himself into this roster, you know, with KD and Kyrie at first. And then when they were gone, um, totally new, new makeup. And, and he, he's just trying, he's been trying to figure out what he can be for this team. And he hasn't been able to figure out, unfortunately, before he got hurt. So just disappointing. I feel bad for the guy. And then, yeah, as a fan, I'm, I'm super disappointed because we, you know, Sean Marks did Daryl Morey a favor. And I, I fully believe this when he traded Harden away to the Sixers for, for Simmons, Curry and Drummond, he took a risk that, you know, on Simmons, that he was going to be the same dude he was in Philly. He was going to be that guy in Brooklyn. Big chance, hefty contract. He has very little to show for it. That's that's just that's just a fact of the matter. He really, right now, the risk has had no reward. So I'm, I'm disappointed as a fan, but I, I wish the best for Ben Simmons. Hope he plays basketball in the NBA again at a high level. And I hope it's for the Nets. I just, I don't know if, if Sean Marks, after everything that's transpired with the trades, the big three, I don't know if he wants to, if he wants to keep him on this roster and if Ben Simmons is in the Nets future plans, I just don't know. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for the guy. And as a fan, I'm disappointed. All right. This next segment I call coughing news. Here we go. <coughs> in other news, <coughs> Kevin Durant will return to the court <coughs> Wednesday night. For Phoenix <coughs> against Minnesota. <coughs> All right, moving on. Kyrie Irving ruins basketball for Luka Doncic. That's the name of this segment. Kyrie ruins basketball for Luka. If you've watched Luka as much as I have early on in his career, you know the guy just loves to have fun. He is a creative basketball player, and he and he he's probably a top three player in the league. And his team wins, and when they win, they have fun. And since Kyrie has been in Dallas. The Mavs haven't done much winning. And Luka is officially broken. They lost the other night back-to-back against the Hornets. And he, at the press conference, he said, I'm not having fun anymore. You see it out there. I don't enjoy basketball anymore. Took Kyrie less than a month. Has he been there for a month? Maybe it's maybe it's been about a month. Uh, he's sucked the fun out of basketball for Luka Doncic, who is known for having fun. Kyrie Irving is a fun-sucking vampire. It is insane. I'm praying that Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, and I'm hoping that Kyrie Irving signs an offseason contract in China. Okay. Moving on. Talked about the remaining schedule. Nets play the Rockets tomorrow. Let's break down that game for a second. I actually I have the Nets bouncing back, having a big win, 7.30 p.m. at home. I have... A big Dinwiddie-Claxton game coming up. I think both those guys are going to put on. Give me Mikhail Bridges for 25 points. 
Give me Dayron Sharp to continue giving the Nets big minutes. He was one of the only guys who showed up in that Orlando game. Um, the Nets were, were so bad. They shot the ball so poorly. But shout out to Dayron Sharp. I'm going to pull up his stats because they're, they're, they're worth calling out. In 15 minutes, he gave you eight points and six rebounds. Okay? He was one, two, three. He was the fourth highest scorer on the team. Dayron Sharp. Playing big. I got him having a big game against the Rockets. Um, give me Royce O'Neal. If he plays, if he's back from injury, I like Royce, Royce to have a strong performance as well. I think I think he's so huge for that second unit. When, when Royce is out there, um, I think him and Sumner are two guys that can make things happen for other players. Uh, and they can also hit, hit big shots. All right. I know it was a short episode. They usually are when it's just me. I'm not used to recording on my own, but hey, I'm a professional. I can do it. I can step up to the plate. When my brother has a random wedding in Mexico. Now, we have come to the end of the show. I do have uh, one major announcement. I am going on my honeymoon Monday, April 3rd. I don't have to give you the exact date. I don't know why I did that. I, I just, I've been saying it to everyone I work with, but uh, I'll be gone for a few few days enjoying life in the Maldives with my beautiful wife. Victoria. So there will probably not be a fireside nets until the Brooklyn nets are in the playoffs. And I know that sucks and I wish it were different, but there's no fucking way I'm recording podcasts on my honeymoon. I think that's fair. Uh, I do love you guys. I do appreciate everyone who listens to this show. We will be back for the playoffs. Nick and I we will be, we will be bigger. We will be better just like the Brooklyn Nets need to be down the stretch. Um, and then the other thing, as I, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the show, if you guys are interested in going to Nikki's next comedy sketch show, the show will be on April 14th and April. <coughs> God bless me. April 14th and April 15th at the Players Theater in Manhattan. I believe it's uh, near the NYU campus in Greenwich Village, I want to say, right near, you know, Bleecker Street. John's on Bleecker Street. It's on McDougal Street. Check it out, the Players Theater. Uh, tickets are available now. If you would like to go, this is important. I need everyone to listen up. Message the Fireside Nets Twitter or Instagram page, and we will hook you up with discounted tickets for his April 14th or April 15th show. I usually go to one of them. So if you, if you do plan on going, you might see me at either show. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We will get back at you when both of us are back in the country. And as always, catch you on the fire side.